0: Welcome to another Precure Prescription for Life podcast. We are here talking about health, life and everything in between. We're joined here today by Dr. Louise Schofield and Professor Grant Schofield and today's topic is simply how to be the best you can be. It's all about maximising your impact on the world. It's Grant Schofield here and I'm here with Louise Schofield talking about behaviour change and be the best you can be.
1: Absolutely, being the best health coach you can be, and the way I refer to it is being the health coach your clients deserve.
0: And so there's there's a bit in this module, but the two things that are standing out for me are about being part of a health team and a medical team. What does that even mean, and how are you going to do that?
1: I think as a health coach, you are multidisciplinary, so you are across exercise, nutrition, medications you need to understand some research but that doesn't mean that you know everything in fact your number one expertise or area of expertise so to speak is actually is in behavior change
0: right so we're not expecting you to you're not well you're not even allowed to dish out the the drugs and start to do heart scans and all these sorts of things but it's important do you agree to if the doctor says oh, they've had a myocardial infarction that you know that that's a heart attack? And if they, you know, medicine is full of jargon, but it's not something we should run away from.
1: Definitely. And I think it's really daunting as a non medically trained person to when you start hearing those terms. It's easy to think, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't understand that and I don't need to. But that's why we spent the first module of this course really understanding what is human health and then in module two about chronic diseases and hearing from all of our different experts. And I know that each of the experts on the Pre-Cure team, they are all very clear when they seek advice and they do that quite quickly and easily. I think that's drummed into health professionals in their training, that they don't have to have. Have all the answers and that they go and refer all the time
0: but just because you're you know what a myocardial infarction is doesn't mean you're masquerading as a cardiologist sure. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. just not be scared of that you can let uh, I'd be encouraging people to use these words and understand the jargon and and even the the range of medications the main ones if someone says I'm an antihypertensive or they're on a blood pressure controlling drug you may not have to know the exact names. You're not trying to help them alter those medications, but it's really good for you to know that uh, about converse, coherently, not just with your client, but with the other people in health teams because you're actually part of a health or medical team here.
1: I think so, and I think we're going to see more and more of that, the health coach become in, in practices, in medical practices, I certainly can, we can see from the US that it's a real discipline that's growing. So I think the, the what, what we see health coaches doing and how involved they are in the medical side of their clients' and patients' lives is simply going to increase.
0: Okay. So the other big thing, which I would like to talk more about now, is this MUM test. What's the MUM test?
1: It's got a great name, hasn't it, the MUM test. The MUM test is a technique we've actually taken from Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, in fact, out of innovation and product development. And the reason it's called the MUM test is because it's based on the premise that your mum will tell you that you're wonderful and you're awesome and you're the champion of the world. Well, most people's mothers will, even when you're not. So your mum will always tell you that you're wonderful, but the concept is that actually everybody lies to you.
0: Right, so the classic example in in the entrepreneur space is you're developing an app, you've decided you want to do an app of recipe books, you go to your mother and go, I've invented this new app for recipe books, and she's going to go,
1: That's just wonderful, dear. You can go, I've just left my job. Maybe it's your friend you go to and you've just left your job and you've just spent six months and lots of time and money developing this app. And you say to your friend, well, what do you think? Do you like it? What do you think? your friend is going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to say, oh, that looks great. That's fantastic. You may even say, would you buy it? Your friend will probably say, yes, of course I would. But that doesn't mean that when it actually comes t- down to the time of handing over cash that they will. So in this... Oh, hang,
0: hang on, hang on. Step back, step back, step back. That's that's important but isn't it? So people are motivated to give you good feedback, people generally want to be nice. Now that might be your 100% experience of the world, there are people who break that of course, but people who are close to you that you know well and you ask these things uh, will in general want to be positive even though in the reality no one will buy your product.
1: And I think that giving a feedback, it comes to mind a friend, a good friend of mine, actually yours as well, Katie. And I was sitting next to Katie a number of years ago in a seminar, and Katie and i had watched this presenter, and the presenter was average to poor at best. The feedback form came round. You had to give a scale from zero to 10 to rate the presenter. Katie gave the presenter a seven out of 10, and yet a few minutes before filling out that form, she had told me how hopeless she thought that presenter had been. And yet when the presenter reads that feedback, seven out of ten, in their minds they see that and think, gosh, that's quite good. But actually it wasn't. I always tell, say to people, if you're giving a if you're doing a feedback survey with your clients, and I strongly encourage you to do that in any sort of clinical practice that you do. Seven out of ten is actually a poor mark. Average. It's average at best.
0: Yeah, five's not average here.
1: Five is yeah. not average here. To
0: be fair, I do remember that seminar, and I gave them a one.
1: Sure. You're, you know, you're probably a little bit out there, Grant. You're quite, um, you know, you'll give quite direct, <laughs> critical feedback. Many of us, and I have to say, it's a little bit more of a female trait. We will tend to be overly nice And it's just being a reflective practitioner. To be a great health coach is to continually innovate, improve your practice, and you do that by getting true, real feedback. Not just feedback that feeds your ego. Actually, feedback that hurts a bit, makes you stop and change something.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. I would say, hearing that, what I'm hearing is good feedback makes you feel good. So there's a place for that. That's great. Sure. It does tell you what you're doing well, if it's true, but sometimes it's not true. And actually, the only real way to improve is to understand what you're not doing well, and people have difficulty telling you that. So how do you get to the? So so therefore, overwhelming positive feedback is uh, useless data in the sense that that actually gives you no scope to improve on. Is that what you're saying?
1: Definitely. So I think, how do you get the stuff that's not just good for your ego, but the real stuff that's going to help you? So it's about digging deeper. It's about really saying, finding out what you did that didn't work. When you gave advice and it, and it didn't work, what was that, and how did it make them feel?
0: So asking direct questions... How did that go? Sometimes doesn't work so well. How did it, so you've got to work around this.
1: Well, it does if it's in the past. So what? So, so something that's in the past and it's a behaviour. That's what we're focusing on. What, what we don't want to be doing is hypotheticals, opinions. Would if I did this in my house coaching practice? Would you like that? Because that's a hard question to to answer in reality. It's when I coached you last week, I did this. How did that particular action make you feel? That's that's And then you might
0: and then you might not even stop there. You might delve into that, into that, into that three layers down. Definitely. Right, so hang on, that's just important. So hypotheticals are useless. It's like going, would you mum, would you buy my recipe app recipe book for thirty dollars?
1: Yes, yes yeah. of course it would.
0: <laughs> of course but, I would. But that's very different than someone off the street actually giving money and making a purchasing decision. And the same goes for health coaching. Would you like if I did this? Oh, yeah, well, you know, give away, throw away, whatever. But I've done this. What do you think about it? And then the first answer may not be the full answer. You might have to dig deep. That's the mum test.
1: certainly is. And it's really valuable. I encourage you as a first step, just make sure you are seeking real feedback and you're continually iterating and improving your practice.
0: And if people watch a poor presentation, should they give it a seven or a one?
1: <laughs> I think you are doing the presenter a real um, a good thing if you give them true feedback. It's often, it's easier just to give them a seven, but by giving them a one, you're giving them an action, something they can... You might
0: write something okay. constructive about something sure. that they, you didn't like and something that they could improve to replace it with. Definitely. So actually, that's a really interesting thing, The whole test, and I... It's different from motivation, isn't it? It's not the same thing. That's when we're interrogating the patient or the client to see what they want to do without asking them directly and just moving around it. But the mum test is about you and your performance And interrogating that.
1: So I think the the motivational interviewing is probably one of the most valuable techniques that you will have learnt in this course for truly helping your clients change their behaviour. And you know that the goal of it is that they will tell you what they're going to do, whereas the mum test in this situation, is much more useful for you personally being reflective on your practice, getting real feedback that's going to help you improve and get better as a
0: health coach. Because we all suck at some things, and it will be good to actually know what those are.
1: Shall I tell you yours, Um,
0: Graham? I'm ending this podcast.